The Dallas Stars are set to play their final game before the All-Star break and their week off. And on today's episode, we'll talk about some of the players on this team and what we need to see from them in order to get back on track. Guys like Mason Marchment and Niels Lundqvist. We'll talk about those guys as well as tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Friday, January 27th. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, Thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And we'll be continuing to bring you an episode every Monday through Friday, even over the next week or so, as the Stars will not be playing games and even into All-Star Weekend. But let me know in the comments down below the kind of content you'd like to see during this quote-unquote downtime in the schedule. I think we'll have at least one mailbag episode in there. So if you have any mailbag questions, feel free to leave them in the comments down below on YouTube or send me a tweet at LockedOnStars or at Dane double underscore Lewis on Twitter. And your question just might get featured in a mailbag episode about the stars. But let's jump into today's show. And I want to start off by talking about a player who has come under some criticism as of late, and I I feel like in some ways rightfully so, because the production has not quite been there. And I'm talking about Mason Marchman, one of the newest members of the Dallas Stars who came in this offseason via free agency, a move that a lot of people were excited about. And I think, frankly, People are still excited about him as a player because he's still, when you think about it, though he's in his mid-20s, he's still relatively new to the NHL. He hasn't even played 200 career games yet, Uh, you know, was a little late to the league as opposed to some other players. Not everyone is Wyatt Johnston making their NHL debut at 19 years old. But Mason Marchment's going to be around for a while now, and, you know, he's been an interesting player to watch this season. It's no secret that he's been struggling a little bit as of late on the ice, which is just a drastic turnaround from where he began the season. Many will remember he had three goals in his first two games of the year against the Nashville Predators, six points in total across his first four games in a Dallas Stars sweater. I mean, he really could do no wrong through the first stages of the season. He scored the first goal of the season for the Dallas Stars on that steal and breakaway against UC Soros and Roman Yossi. I mean, it was a thing of beauty. And I feel like from the start of the season, we thought we finally got the guy that we needed in the offseason. We needed that depth top six winger that could come alongside a guy like Tyler Sagan and help bolster the roster a little bit from the forward perspective. And it seemed like we got 
that type of player. And it seemed like he was going to make a huge impact on the team this season, but he's really been slumping as of late. He doesn't have any points since uh, January 12th when the Stars lost at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers. And he hasn't scored a goal, get this, since December 13th. And that was the game against the New Jersey Devils. So maybe we'll see Mush get back on the score sheet tonight with the goal against the New Jersey Devils. More on that later. But it's no secret. And it's you know made very public that Mason Marchment is struggling right now. He has not been himself on the ice. I think he showed himself to be an effective player in Florida last season. Hence why the Stars were interested in his services this season. I mean, the Stars definitely know talent when they see it. They've drafted phenomenal talent. They've brought phenomenal talent to the organization via trade and or free agency over the past handful of seasons. You look at moves uh, like acquiring Joe Pavelski or even, you know, lesser guys, quote unquote, lesser guys on the roster like Luke Glendinning, uh, Michael Roffel last season, who was a free agent acquisition. The Stars certainly know when there's good talent to be had, and they typically do a pretty good job at bringing in that talent and getting the most out of them, a la Joe Pavelski, uh, Michael Roffel, Luke Glendinning, so on and so forth. And they've gotten good flashes out of Mason Marchment this season. But now the, the question is lingering amongst you know the Stars fan base. Why is Mason Marchment struggling? And I think the biggest answer to that question is simply a matter of the teammates he's playing with and more specifically the line mates that he's playing with. He's been playing a little bit all over the lineup this season. He's played alongside Sagan and Dennis Gurionov. He spent some time with Jamie Benn and Wyatt Johnston uh, on, you know, with that duo that's been unstoppable. He hasn't really found a, a quote unquote home uh, in the lineup. And even more recently with Rope Hints out in the lineup being shuffled, there were times where he found himself in the bottom six of the forward groups, which is not really a position that I think many of us thought we would see him in this season, but he really hasn't been able to find a consistent home, which isn't all his fault. It's a two-way street, as we've talked about with Sagan this season. We want Sagan to produce and be somewhat of a former version of himself, but there's mixed responsibility on his part to do what he needs to do, but also he needs to be surrounded by the teammates that can get the most out of his game and make him a better player in multiple aspects of the ice. And you look at his time in Florida last season, there was a little bit more stability in that Panthers lineup. And quite frankly, Marchment was playing alongside more efficient line mates. He was playing alongside guys like Sam Reinhardt, who last season had 33 goals, 82 points in total. Guys like Anton Lundell, 18 goals, 44 points. He had some stints with Alexander Barkov and Claude Giroux, whenever he was traded from the Flyers to the Panthers. So, I mean, it, it, in some areas, that Panthers team maybe had more talent than the Stars have at their disposal outside of the top line, which you can't really break those guys up. I think that we've seen over the past few games since Rope Hintz has been back that you can try to spread things out and put Hintz together with Marchment and Gurionov. That was a pretty good trio during training camp in the preseason. But here during the regular season, it, there hasn't been too much consistency on the second and fourth lines. Uh, I, you know, I think the third line of Ben Johnson Delandria has been a good thing. The top line has been a good thing, but that leaves guys like Mason Marchman out to dry. And I think his production, especially as of late, has suffered because of the inconsistency across the lineup and also just the level of play 
of the guys he's been sharing the ice with. And he hasn't been in one place for too long. And I think he just needs to be able to be placed with guys that he can play with for extended periods of time and guys that can, you know, complement his game and people whose games he as a player can complement. Uh, and I think, you know, also there's an aspect of we he's just in a little bit of a slump. Last season, Rope hints it took him, what, 18 games to score, maybe not that long, but a ridiculously long stretch uh, with no goals for Rope hints who we know is one of the best scorers in the league, one of the most creative shot makers in the NHL. And I know Marchman isn't quite to that level, but we saw in Florida last season, and we've seen stints of it this season that he can absolutely score goals. He can make plays happen. He's a very, very good player with a ton of upside. I think he's overall a good thing for this team and for this roster, and he just needs to get a goal to go in and maybe get some of that swagger back. I know that that's been a term thrown around for the team as of late, especially with overtime, but I think it applies to Mason Marchment as well, and he got some good opportunities uh, on, what, Wednesday night against the Carolina Hurricanes, One coming, him coming out of the penalty box, a one-on-one with Antti Ranta, and just wasn't meant to be didn't go in couldn't really get a hold of the puck and I think maybe his confidence is shaken at the moment but I think he's surrounded by a coaching staff and a team that eventually can find a way to help him get his game back on track which I'm excited to see because I think this team will be better overall if Mason Marchment is playing like we saw him play at the start of the season and he of course could benefit from playing alongside a, a gamer, a playmaker, someone that Dallas might could get at the deadline, which I think is a conversation for a different day. Probably something we'll discuss here in the coming weeks with the deadline approaching. The Stars could very well be seeking some sort of playmaker to go on the top six, someone that you can put with Tyler Sagan and Mason Marchment in order to bring out the most of both of their games. And then you have that really solid top six complemented with the third line of Johnston, Ben, and Delandria. And then, of course, the fourth line of some grinder guys like Roddick Foxa and Luke Glendinning. I really think that that's the key for this Stars roster as of right now is finding that player that can get the most out of Mason Marchman. And then this team is ready to take that next step forward offensively. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about another player who we haven't seen in a while. But when he comes back, the Stars could really benefit from some great play from him. We'll talk about Niels Lundqvist right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked on because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports both easy and fun. New customers can join today and get started with a $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads and player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So if you're a football fan, you don't want to miss out. You can place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets win or lose at fanduel.com slash locked on make every moment more with fanduel official sportsbook partner of the nfl and the locked on stars podcast i want to thank you again for making the locked on stars podcast your first listen of the day thank you guys for another great week here on the program and we're moving on talking about 
Niels Lundqvist, a player who I think is in a similar position as Mason Marchment, but a few other circumstances uh, that Marchment hasn't been facing. Niels Lundqvist hasn't played in a while. We haven't seen him play since the Stars game in San Jose against the Sharks on January 18th. He was scratched for that game and then was scratched for the following game in Los Angeles, and the Stars proceeded to win. Uh, or, Yeah, he played in San Jose, rather, and then he did not play in Los Angeles, excuse me, and has not been back in the lineup since. And for the first little bit, you could understand why, because they went to Los Angeles, they get the shutout win, and then they turn around and do the exact same thing last Saturday against the Arizona Coyotes at home. They put Joel Hanley in, which I'm always totally fine with. I think Joel Hanley is a, an underrated player, a, a very nice piece to the defensive core who does some things really well uh, and doesn't necessarily always get a ton of attention. But I'm always you know, down to see a guy like Joel Hanley get some minutes. But it really didn't seem like the, you know, the coaching staff was in any sort of rush to put Niels back out there on the ice because the Stars had won back-to-back games and shut out fashion without him out there, which I think is okay. Niels is still a young player who is getting his wits about him in the NHL, had a weird stint with the New York Rangers where he was in and out of the lineup, not really getting consistent minutes or consistent playing time. And now he's been getting a lot more of that in Dallas, and there's been games where he's looked really sharp and he's been an effective player, but there's also been stretches where, especially defensively, he's been a little bit of a liability out there on the ice, and that's to be expected with the player of of his build. I mean, he's not the biggest guy on the team. He's no Essa Lindell or Yanni Hockenpah, definitely more of a weapon offensively rather than a force to be reckoned with defensively, which hopefully is something that will come with time. I mean, we see guys that are not necessarily the biggest players still play an effective 200-foot game. And I think eventually Niels Lundqvist can get there as he continues to age and play more games and get more experience here at the NHL level. But now, you know, this time with him out has continued. And at first it was, well, the Stars are winning games and they're winning them in shutout fashion without Niels on the ice. So we're not in a rush to bring him back. But now the Stars have lost two consecutive games in overtime and I think there could be some benefit of putting him back out there on the ice. For the first example, this isn't the first time he's been healthy scratched this season. We saw him get healthy scratched kind of around Thanksgiving and early in December. And then when he came back, he almost instantly made an impact and started producing on the ice. He scored goals in back-to-back games on December 8th and December 10th. Uh, and the game, the, the goal on December 10th, came in overtime against the Detroit Red Wings, a huge game-winning goal, what ended up being a two big points for the Stars, and one of the last times that we saw them win a game past regulation, at least in regular overtime. And, I mean, that was you could just tell. We talked to him, or the media did, after the game against Ottawa on the 8th, where you know he, he helped contribute to that win as well. And then also we got to talk to him after the game against Detroit, and his confidence was through the roof. You could just tell that there was something different about the way that he was approaching the game. And and just mentally, I think he had improved quite a bit due to the fact that he had been scratched. And I feel like we could see something similar if he were to rejoin the team at this juncture in the season. I know that this game tonight is the last one for a while, but I think there could be some benefit to slotting him back into the lineup. And I'd be very curious to see what he could do with the team, especially if, heaven forbid, they go to overtime for the third time in three games. I think there's a little bit more upside to having him on the ice as opposed to Essa Lindell, who, if I'm not mistaken, was on the ice when the you know 
when Martin Natchez scored that game-winning goal in overtime on Wednesday. Esselindel is a good defender, but not necessarily a guy built for the three-on-three game where it's not as much of a physicality, you know, grit and grind kind of game. It's a little bit more skill and finesse, which I think Niels Lundqvist fits that mold a little bit better than a player like Hockenpah or Lindell. And I, I really am curious to see if he's a, a go for tonight's game against the Devils. I think the Stars could benefit from having a guy who I'm sure is hungry and ready to get back out there. And maybe he could have an impact on this game and help the Stars get a huge win and grab these two points before heading into this extended break. And we're, of course, going to talk about the game here in just a second. And, and I think just this discussion about Niels Lundqvist, there's a greater discussion to be had about the Stars' defensive core as a whole going forward in terms of Lundqvist's role with the team down the stretch, Joel Hanley's role, Ryan Suter. I know the debate, or not really even the debate, but the criticisms at an all-time high of why is Niels Lundqvist getting scratched instead of Suter? You know, is management blind? Is team ownership blind? Is the coaching staff blind? Because we all know that we as fans and spectators, uh, we all know better than than the coaching staff in front office, right? I know it's, it doesn't always make sense, but there's obviously something that they that you know the coaching staff and the front office see that makes Suter valuable. And I know it's something that's been harped on. And I mean, I wish I could understand it, and like I'm sure many of you do as well. But that that's again a different discussion to be had throughout time and even a deeper discussion down at the AHL level. When are we going to see a guy like Thomas Harley play in the NHL this season? Harley's having a great season with the Texas stars in the AHL. And I think he could maybe benefit from getting some time in the NHL. And I think the stars could benefit from his services. It's just a matter of who do you scratch? Who do you send down? Will the stars make a move at the trade deadline for a defenseman? I really think they could benefit more from adding some forward depth, but, with Jim Nill, you never really know what you're going to get uh, in terms of the moves that can be made via trade. Very, very curious to see how things shake out uh, because outside of, you know, Miro Haskinen being the player he's been this season and, you know, defensive backbones like Essel and Dell, the defensive core has been a little bit inconsistent at times on both sides of the ice. And Niels Lundqvist has played a role in that. And so I'm hoping personally that we can see him in this game against the Devils. Maybe by the time you're hearing this, we have a little bit more insight in terms of who skated at morning skate, what line rushes look like, what defensive pairings look like. But I think the team could benefit from Niels coming back, and I think Niels could potentially make an impact on the ice like we saw him do the last time he came back from a healthy scratch. Well, we're going to take one more quick break, and when we come back, we'll take a quick moment to talk about tonight's game against the Devils and why this one is oh so important for the Stars going into the backstretch of the season. Closing out a Friday episode of Locked on Stars. And remember, if you want to help be a driving force in a future episode, if you have any mailbag questions, be sure to keep an eye out on social media for the mailbag prompt. You can also drop those in the YouTube comments down below or send me a tweet on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis or our show at Locked on Stars for a chance to have your question featured in a mailbag episode. Might try to do one early on next week. But we're not there yet. We got to get through this week and got to get through this game against the New Jersey Devils. This is the last game until February 6th for the Stars. They'll have next week off. And then, of course, we know next weekend will be the All-Star Weekend where only Jason Robertson and Pete DeBoer will be partaking, which, again, I'm very, very glad that 
you know, we have guys like Ottinger and Hintz and Haskinen who I think deserve the title of All-Star, but I'm very glad that those three are going to be getting rest and time off. All three of them, I, I think for different reasons. Hintz just coming off of an injury. He looks fine. He's been playing well, but who knows how healthy he really is. Miro Haskinen is skating, it seems like, the maximum amount of minutes every single night. And we all know that goaltender health is crucial down the backstretch of the season. And Mal Jake Ottinger, for the most part, has been healthy this season. I think getting you know a week and a half off or two weeks off, however long it really is, it is going to do wonders for Jake in terms of how he's able to finish out the season. And eventually, once the Stars get into the playoffs, I think it will affect his game there as well. So glad those guys are getting some time off. And of course, glad Robo is getting some recognition. This is a big game against the New Jersey Devils. They they must, the Stars, they must grab two points here in this game before heading into this extended break. Many will remember last season, the Stars had a game against the Calgary Flames, and things were going well in that game before the All-Star break. And then the Stars collapsed a little bit late, blew the lead, and it just left a bitter taste in the mouth going into some extended time off. And if you're the Stars, you really do not want that uh, this season. This has you know, been a great season up to this point. You still find yourself atop the Central Division, atop the Western Conference, but some teams like Minnesota and Colorado have three or four games in hand, and they're going to continue to be playing some games during this next week while the Stars are off. And you want to do your best to distance yourself from the pack. And they've kind of missed on that opportunity this week with those overtime losses against the Sabres and the Canes. But you have a chance to right some of those wrongs and pick up a crucial win against the New Jersey Devils. This is big from a points perspective and a confidence perspective if you're able to get the win here. And of course, we aren't too you know unfamiliar with the Devils. This will be the second of two meetings between these two teams, the final meeting in the regular season between these two teams. And the Devils will be coming in a little bit worn out. They'll be playing in game two of a back-to-back. -back. I'm recording this before the Devils game against the Nashville Predators on Thursday night. So I don't currently know how that game ended or what happened, but that is something to factor in. Although the last time these teams met, the Stars were on night two of a back-to-back, -back, and it didn't seem to matter too much as the Stars went into Prudential Center and picked up the win. So just because it's night two of a back-to-back -back doesn't mean an instant win for the home team, but it is something to consider. And last time out, the Stars rode good goaltending and some timely scoring to win the first meeting, and they're going to need to do that again. We saw them score near the very end of the second period, and that ended up playing a huge, huge role in the outcome of the game. And of course, Scott Wedgwood also had an incredible performance, although I think we would see Jake Ottinger, you know, just again with a day off on Thursday. I think it would make sense to put Otter in net one last time to close out this portion of the season. But you got to shut down guys like Jack Hughes and also got to get guys like Jason Robertson going. A matchup of two of the best young and bright players in the league and Robertson and Hughes and expect the Stars to come out and play hard and physical to get to this all-star break and to close out this portion of the season. Should be an exciting one and should be a ton of fun to watch. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. Follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter. 
as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. And be sure to tune in on Monday as we'll be doing some off week coverage. Again, let me know any mailbag questions you may have and maybe any guests you would want to hear from. And I'll do everything in my power to try and get some great entertaining guests that can provide some good insight on the team. But thank you guys again for tuning in. Enjoy your Friday and we'll see you back here on Monday. <laughs>